0: You're, you're, you're listening to the World Wide Sports Radio Network. You're to into DC's DFS Challenge with Dan Mader and Chris Pinto, live on the World Wide Sports Radio Network. And welcome back, everyone, to the show. You are listening and watching the DC's DFS Challenge Show. On the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, WWSRN, also presented to you by Belly Up Sports. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater. I am not joined today, however, by my confidant, Mr. Chris Pinto. He will be off for this week, but we still have to get into this week 15 for our DFS plays. And, of course, we'll have Mr. Chaz Filardi on in the second half of the show to talk about some of our lock picks of the week, our upset picks of the week. All around, just here to get you guys in the right direction to win some money for fantasy football and sports betting alike. Typical of this show, what we usually do is we'll kick it off with our DraftKings lineup cards, our FanDuel lineup cards. i got a couple of sleepers for you guys in each one of those platforms as well. And then we we'll usually bring on Chaz from Sports Betting Weekly, also on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network on Thursday nights. We'll talk about the bets, too. We have a lot of things to get to tonight. We actually have games going on. As we speak in the NFL, we had two Saturday games today. Right now, we're in the middle of the, the Packer. Carolina which is turning into a blowout. We had a blowout earlier with the Buffalo Bills and the Denver Broncos. That wasn't even a contest either. Hopefully, though, if you had Denver, uh, any players on Denver, hopefully you had Melvin Gordon. He was able to have a nice game for you guys today. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. I'll mention this because we do talk about fantasy football out in the show, obviously being a DFS show, and Stephon Diggs could come up with an injury uh, we are getting some reports now that that injury is not expected to be serious uh, from what we understand it's a foot issue that should be okay by the end of the day. So we'll see exactly what happens going into next week because next week for those redraft leagues, it's championship week. Uh, so it would be a big one to have to lose Stefan Diggs for. We'll also have to keep our eyes on that. If you follow at Billy Up Fantasy or at Billy Up MDFF Show, which is my other normal show throughout the week, uh, we keep you up to date on the player news notifications that come out throughout the week, so you have nothing to fear there, completely 100% for free. But it also leads me to this point. If you're not playing in the redraft play playoffs right now, or if you wind up getting knocked out and you're not going to be playing in championship week, these are the prime weeks where a lot of people like to get in the DFS. You still have the high of wanting to play fantasy football. You still want that thrill. You want to pick those players. You want to call your shots. This is the time to do it. When you get knocked out of the playoffs, you got nothing else to do. Throw down a couple bucks. Join a DFS tournament. Join the D.C.'s DFS Challenge Tournament. Because you can be an eligible contestant for $100 to championshipfootballs.com, and it's completely 100% free to join. And that link right now, if you're watching this on Twitter or you're watching this on Facebook, is up there on the post. So all you have to do is click the link. Like I said, completely free to join, and you can become an eligible contestant. <coughs> Excuse me, an eligible contestant for $100 to championshipfootballs.com. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into the minutia of this show. We usually lead it off with a DraftKings lineup card for you guys. And this week, I didn't really go big name this week. I didn't go super expensive this week. Usually it'd be like a Derrick Henry or lately a Tyreek Hill type, or maybe you're just going with a Patrick Mahomes type. Didn't go super one. I didn't want to go with the top elite positions because there's a lot of good players this week. There's a lot of players that have a lot of good value. And I wanted to piece together a top to bottom best lineup that I could put together. And that's not always a strategy in tournament leagues, especially tournament leagues. Sometimes you want to make sure you get, you lock down certain positions with guys that you know are going to probably finish around the top. And then you try to go the contrarian plays off of that. Some value plays off of that. Try to be a little bit different, but this week I think the contrarian way to go is to try to get as many valuable pieces as you possibly can. I kicked it off with Jalen hurts who to me, If you're looking to go value at quarterback, if you're not trying to get Patrick Mahomes or you're not trying to get a Ryan Tannehill or or somebody who's lined up with a nice matchup tomorrow, you expect to be in the top four, let's say, at the quarterback position. Not looking for one of those guys. Jalen Hurts to me is the value play at the quarterback position. While I wasn't overly impressed by his actual quarterbacking skills last week, the 100 yards on the ground. Will catch your eye especially when you're looking at it from a dfs standpoint talked about this on on my regular show the md's famous football show how the eagles did a great job game planning around jalen hurts using his legs there's absolutely no reason on the planet earth to think they wouldn't continue to try and do that so a 5900 against arizona who's not the best defense in the world by any means Jalen Hurts is a nice value there, especially if he's going to continue to use his legs in this game. And it's not a quarterback situation that I feel like you need to combo it up, right? Because that's that's a very popular kind of strategy to go with, too, is to try to combo up your quarterback with whoever you think you're going with if you're going to be a high-scoring game. In this situation, you're just playing value. And plus, besides all that, I don't even know who you'd pair him up with. Maybe pair him up with a running back in this situation like Miles Sanders. But other than that, there's not an Eagles pass catcher who's really head and shoulders above the rest right now anyway. So you throw in Jalen Hurts to have a value at the quarterback position and free up the rest of your lineup. I want to talk about another value that I have for you guys this week at the running back position, that's Leonard Fournette. I know on paper everyone makes this big thing like, well, we don't expect him to be that good on the ground. Leonard Fournette's looked a little slow, and that's true. He has. But Ronald Jones isn't going to play in this game. Leonard Fournette is going to be more of a bell cow in this situation this week than Ronald Jones ever was at any point this season. The reason for that being we know Leonard Fournette will stay in there on third downs. We know that they trust him to catch the ball coming out of the backfield. So even if he doesn't get quite 20 carries getting plus 20 touches. Yeah, that should be very much in the cards. And while the Arizona, the Atlanta Falcons have been good against the run running backs who catch the ball out of the backfield effectively have been effective against the Atlanta Falcons and We know that he will be the goal line back. He will have an opportunity to score in this game. Even if Atlanta is good against the run, it's not like Tampa Bay shouldn't be able to move the ball with their wide receivers, setting up for scoring potential opportunities for Leonard Fournette. $4,500, a running back who's looking at the potential of 20-plus touches, it doesn't get much sweeter than that. I don't care what the matchup is. So Leonard Fournette is one of my big plays this week, uh, coming in that RB2 spot, again, to save some Value, the other running back spot we go with DraftKings is Alvin Kamara, and hallelujah to all redraft owners out there who own Alvin Kamara were able to make it to this point in their playoffs with Kamara not being thrown the football with Taysom Hill. Drew Brees is back, no Michael Thomas going up against Kansas City. Kamara is going to be the offense, and not just on not just on the ground, which I think he will have more of a role in, in that than he has in the past with Latavius Murray. But through the air, double-digit targets are almost a certainty when it comes to Alvin Kamara this week with no Michael Thomas against the Kansas City Chiefs. Almost a certainty that Alvin Kamara is going to look at 8 to 10 receptions, not just targets, receptions, should get double-digit carries. The offense will flow through Kamara against the Kansas City Chiefs. There's no doubt about it. At $7,400, you're not going to find a player out there who's going to have a higher floor-to-ceiling ratio, especially when you're talking about PPR in DraftKings. That will make him on par with a Derrick Henry who's priced much higher, and rightfully so, should be the number one running back on a lot of people's boards. But because of his PPR or because Kamar gets his Drew Brees back and because of the offense, the game script is expected to go into tomorrow. Kamar's going to be even keeled right there with Derrick Henry in that format. So you can spend on over a thousand dollars less and get a guy who might be able to put up similar production. Then I kicked it down to the wide receivers. I stayed in the Saints game. I went to Emmanuel Sanders again. You know, no Michael Thomas. Somebody down the field is going to have to catch the ball. Before Drew Brees went down, there was a rapport starting to build between Emmanuel Sanders and Drew Brees, where it wasn't going to be Traquan Smith stepping in all of a sudden like it did the first time around, where you had to worry about if Sanders is actually going to get involved. Now, Kansas City is good against the perimeter wide receivers. There's no doubt about that. But they move Sanders around enough. They're going to need Sanders enough. That's, that's going to be the big key, too. He's $4,200. That's the other crucial part. This guy's walking into a situation where I see at least eight targets in his future. $4,200 with volume in what could very well be a high-scoring game. Emmanuel Sanders has actually been hitting the deep ball as of late. Yes, it was Taysom Hill, but still. It's it's letting you know that physically, he's right there. Physically, he's okay. Love that. I made him my third receiver in that one. My second receiver... T.Y. Hilton, I can't believe he's still priced at $5,500 with the three-week hot streak that he is on where he's had four touchdowns in the last three games and notoriously chewing up Houston. $5,500 for a guy who could finish as a wide receiver one this week. There's no doubt about it. T.Y. Hilton's a tremendous value at $5,500. And Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk. if you go to BellaFantasySports.com and you look at the rankings there, and there's there's Dan Mayer, there's Ryan Hicks, there's Chris Pinto, you can look at all one of our rankings. But if you look at my rankings on half-point, four-point PPR, Brandon Ayuk is right there in my top six. He's going to get featured the crap out of. They're playing Dallas. The running back situation's murky because Raheem Mostert's a little bit banged up. The big plays, the volume plays, are going to come from Brandon Ayuk. And he's been playing great as of late too. Let's add that into the caveat. They're going to get him involved in multiple ways, not just to be catching the ball. It's going to be in the rounds. It's going to be getting involved in the running game. Brandon Ayuk at sixty three hundred dollars, who can finish as a wide receiver one, absolute steal, absolute steal. And you start to piece together this team. This team, first of all, this is a great cash team. And I don't usually play just cash teams. I don't usually just play head to head. I like to do the tournament leagues. But this team has a wide range of versatility, a high floor and a high ceiling. You can't punt. So this is is another tidbit that I have for you guys. If If you're just getting into DFS, not really sure how it works, or you're a beginner at it, you're still trying to find the best strategy. This year in particular, the best advice I can give you for these last few weeks of the season as you play DFS, you can't punt at the tight end position. Years past, what I would do is I would try to find the cheapest tight end that I thought had the best upside and just find value at the position because a lot of times it can be such a crapshoot that if you just hit right, you're good to go. This year, there is no hitting right. There is no pulling out that guy who's ranked in the bottom teens who lucks out for two touchdowns that game. That hasn't been happening. The top guys are the top guys every single week. And it's forcing you to pay up a tight end, but you have to. If you don't pay up a tight end, you're not going to have a wing lineup. And while I didn't pay all the way up for Travis Kelsey, I didn't pay all the way up for Darren, not Darren Waller, but I did pay up for TJ Hawkins at $5,200. It's actually not bad. Stafford's going to play. That's the big key. It's a nice matchup against Tennessee. But TJ Hawkinson's been a target monster, absolute target monster. Here's another thing. With Stafford playing tomorrow, With that rib injury, there's going to be an emphasis on him getting the ball out of his hands quickly. I'm expecting more dump-offs to TJ Hawkinson between the 20s, and he's always a red zone threat. Always a red zone threat. So TJ Hawkinson at $5,200 is not punting at the position. It's a guy who should finish somewhere around the top five, maybe the top three, and he'll keep you right in it as long as these other pieces around your lineup hit. Now I like to be able to pay up at flex and putting this lineup together allows me to do that. And I went with my guy who I have ranked as my number two receiver in PPR leagues. That is my number two receiver on the week. It's Alan Robinson, $7,400 going up against Minnesota. You want to talk about a guy who's been on a tear. You want to talk about a guy who's very much on a lot of playoff teams who are probably going to become championship teams. Alan Robinson's that guy. Allen Robinson has been on an absolute tear since Mitchell Trubisky's taken back over. It's Robinson and then everybody else when it comes to the pass catchers on Chicago in a great matchup against Minnesota. Love this. Love his opportunities to get a touchdown in this one. And then my defense, that's where you can still pay down at. And this week, Dwayne Haskins comes back at the quarterback position. You know that means turnover city. And Seattle's defense, who's been playing very well as of late, especially against some of these crappier offenses that they got to face over the past few weeks, love them. At $3,100, a prime matchup for sacks and turnovers, I'm all about the Seattle defense for DraftKings. Now, I do have two sleepers for you when it comes to the DraftKings lineup cards. One is Savon Ahmed at $4,700. No Miles Gaskin. Ahmed, while he is questionable, he's expected to play tomorrow. He'll be expected to head the backfield of Miami Dolphins going up against New England Pagers, which we know is not a great run defense. So Savant Ahmed, $4,700 is a tremendous value. And the other guy is Chad Hansen. Chad Hansen's had two weeks in a row of heavy volume, whether Brandon Cooks was in the lineup or not. And remember the first game, he had 100 yards going up against the Colts in the first place. So you're not worried about that matchup. That does it for my DraftKings line of card. That does it for the sleepers that I have for that. We also cover FanDuel here because we want to touch them all. There's a million different platforms to be able to win money on, especially when it comes to DraftKings, or especially when it comes to DFS, I should say. And FanDuel is one of those ones that it's a little bit different. There's a little more money involved. Pricing's a little different. You can put together more of a, I want to say a beginner class lineup. Because you're going to know more of the names. If, if you're just starting out, you're going to be able to afford more of the big-time names that you are actually familiar with in the first place. So at FanDuel, to me, is really a great place to get started playing DFS because of that reason. And then when you become a little bit more of an expert at it, DraftKings is where you can go. Because DraftKings is where you can really manipulate some value, manipulate contrarian plays, tournament plays, on a little bit of a harder scale. It's for the more advanced people, I would say. Not that you can't start off at the beginning on both of them, but that would if you're looking at which platform to start off on, it probably would be FanDuel. And I tried to keep it as different as I possibly could because I wanted to talk about as many players as I could from a DFS standpoint and who I'm excited about. So normally what I'll do is I'll talk about the players that I had on both teams. And in this this week, the only player that I have on both my DraftKings lineup card and my FanDuel lineup card is Brandon Ayuk. Because it's $6,900, he's still a tremendous value on FanDuel. And again, I expect him to finish as a top-six receiver this week. So it's hard to get away from him. My quarterback in this situation, I paid up a little bit more. I went with Ryan Tannehill. Again, Matthew Stafford affecting things in different ways when, you, when I looked at my DFS lineups. Because Matthew Stafford goes out there, it gives Detroit's offense a fighting chance to keep this game close to be able to score points against a porous Tennessee defense. That means Ryan Tannehill will have to stay aggressive. Tennessee offense will have to stay aggressive. And I went for the second week in a row, my Ryan Tannehill-Corey Davis combo. Why not A.J. Brown? Well, A.J. Brown's a lot more expensive. Now, not that picking up A.J. Brown would be a bad play. He is a monster. This is a great matchup. But Corey Davis, who's about $1,000 cheaper than he is at $6,800 on FanDuel, who didn't have a great week last week, and if you follow the pattern through the season, it's usually one eh, week and then the next week he blows up that's what we're looking for in Corey Davis against Detroit in this one we're looking for him to get blown up and like I said again with Stafford playing this could be a high scoring game the passing attack will have to stay aggressive it might not just be Derrick Henry gets to dominate the day now Derrick Henry's going to do his thing don't get it twisted but completely dominating the day may not be necessary may not be look what they do on offense so I love Ryan Tannehill combo with Corey Davis and sticking with that game. I like Marvin Jones, mostly because he's $6,100, which is a tremendous value for a guy who's going to be the number one targeted receiver on an offense that's playing better, more loose, more aggressive as of late in the Detroit Lions. A guy who I think is going to be leaned on in the red zone. I think a guy who's going to be leaned on to make a big play in a game in which I would expect Detroit to have to come back from behind at some point in a plus matchup. So Marvin Jones, that's, that's my big home run hitter that I'm throwing out there at $6,100. I went three running backs. I have my two running backs, and I went running back in the flex in this one. J.K. Dobbins at $5,900. J.K. Dobbins has been a breath away. I mean, a breath away from breaking out. If you've been watching more the past few weeks, not only has he started to play ahead of Edwards, and Ingram now after last week looks like he may not even truly be in the rotation. Dobbins looks like he's a breath away from just taking it to the house almost every time he touches the ball. Almost every time. $5,900 against Jacksonville, who we know can't stop the run. In a game in which the Ravens are not going to have to use Lamar Jackson's legs too much to win this game because they shouldn't have to. And they want to save him a little bit. That's a real, real aspect of this game that I'm looking at. I think he's going to hand it off to the running backs a little bit more on some of those read options in this game. It doesn't get much more valuable than a guy who can hit a home run at $5,900 in JK Dobbins. I stuck with another rookie running back. You're going to find a theme in that when the fan duel lineup. Cam Akers, $6,700. Sean McVay can say all he wants to about this still a hot hand approach. Just, you know, these guys, these other guys still have roles in the offense, You can say it all you want to. Cam Akers just went 29 carries for 171 yards a week ago. Your running game has never been more effective since these past two weeks when Cam Akers has taken over. You're playing against the New York Jets. Dominating the game with your running game and your defense is pretty much all you need to do to win this game. You could do more, but you don't need much else. It's a good game to keep the confidence of your rookie rolling as you move towards the playoffs, as you try to win this division. $6,700 $6,700 for Cam makers, a guy who could easily finish as an RB1 this week. Easily in the top 10. All about it. All over it. I'm not worried about the hot hand approach. This is Cam Akers backfield. And that led me to my flex. He had a good game two weeks ago. He had a breakout game last week. And he gets to play another great matchup this week. And that's Jonathan Taylor. Now, are the comments that came out of the coaching staff for the Colts a little weird, considering this guy has had 20-plus touches the past two weeks and has looked absolutely tremendous to, for them to come out and say, well, th- we still have a hot hand approach mindset. Yeah, it's odd. But he's still going to get first crack. It's still Houston Texans. And if he's able to continue on this hot streak that he's on, you're going to want Jonathan Taylor in your lineups. And $7,400 on FanDuel, that's a freaking steal. 100%. You got to love it. You got to love where he's at. He's finally starting to take shape. He's far, he's finally starting to use his explosiveness. And the big thing is that I think the game is finally starting to slow down for him a bit. Because he's finally starting to use his vision. Something he wasn't using before. That was my big knock on Jonathan Taylor throughout throughout the year so far was that he gets the ball. If the hole not where it's supposed to be initially, he wasn't seeing where the other creases were got created from. He wasn't seeing it. Last couple of weeks, he started seeing it a little bit more. It also helps when you play against, you know, run defenses, especially the front sevens, to get dominated by your better offensive line. That should continue against Houston too. I love Jonathan Taylor for a big game. In FanDuel, I did pay up for tight end because I could. We were able to put I put together a solid enough lineup. I was like, you know what? Let me make sure I get the guy who I know is going to be the tight end one at his position. So I don't even have to worry about it. Give me Travis Kelsey at eight grand on FanDuel. 100%. First of all, he's actually cheaper on FanDuel than he is on DraftKings, which is weird. That's not a normal thing, especially talking about the number one guy at their position. But again, like I said to you, it's, it's no different for FanDuel or DraftKings. DFS this year, you don't have a winning lineup unless you pay up for one of the top tight ends because you're not, you're not hitting on those reach and grabs down the bottom. You're just not this year. It's either you have the top guy or you don't. So give me Travis Kelsey in a tough matchup, a big matchup against the Saints at $8,000 to help solidify the rest of my lineup. And my defense I paid down for I went with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The narrative on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is wrong. And I've talked about this on my show on the md MDC football show too. It's wrong. Before they went into that game last week, I talked about Todd Bowles heading into the bye week. Would you go back to the drawing board? Would you go back to playing more man-to-man? Would you go back to being more aggressive, being more blitz happy, being, being doing what you actually do, doing what that defense is built to do? They did. They're going to be too much for the Atlanta Falcons to handle, especially without Julio Jones. It's going to be too much. Matt Ryan's going to be under duress that entire game. Sacks and turnovers are going to be a plenty in that Tampa Bay Atlanta game. That defense is for real. They're not playing up their potential until last week. If that continues, look out for Tampa Bay. So I love them at $4,000 hitting on that. I'm telling you right now, the narrative on them is wrong. This is a very good defense when they play the correct way. So what we're going to do is we gonna take a break. Come back on the other side. We'll have Chaz Vilarity. We'll go over our sports bet picks of the week. Our lock picks, our upset picks, maybe a parlay or two for you. Chaz always likes to go over his team totals for you guys. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about championshipfootballs.com. We'll talk about the DC's DFS Challenge Tournament. All things that you can join for free. So make sure you take advantage of that. And we'll be right back after this. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is DC's DFS Challenge on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And welcome back, everybody, to the show. You are listening to DC's DFS Challenge show on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, WWSRN, also presented to you by Belly Up Sports. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater. We just went over all of our DraftKings lineup cards, our FanDuel lineup cards, the sleepers that I had for you. And now it's time for my favorite part of the show. Actually, it's not the DFS part. It's this part right here with Chaz Filarty going over our sports bets of the week from Sports Bet Weekly on Thursday nights on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Chaz, how are you doing tonight? Well, I do. I do have
1: to apologize. Normally, I pay attention to your show because, A, you're very good. And I, I think Chris is great. But uh, we Thank were you. having a family thing tonight. So I, I wasn't watching. Is Chris not here?
0: No, Chris is not here. Uh, hopefully, he will be back next week. We'll see what the holidays and everything like that. Well, no, just... only
1: because that was a very impressive Aggie effort today.
0: It was. It was another one. I, I know. It, you know what? Maybe this is his ploy. Like, he, he tends not to show up when the Aggies do well. So maybe. Maybe there's a relation. Drink there. tickets.
1: Drink tickets.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, know.
1: He's not in Texas. I don't know how they work with drink tickets down there.
0: I don't think they need them. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, remember his fried turkey story at Thanksgiving was pretty funny, you know. Yeah, it was, yeah, and I'm, I'm sure there's probably something similar going on uh, today. So, yeah, as always, we always talk about what bets that we like. I usually go over some lock picks that I like. Chaz will talk about some team totals that he likes, uh, and we'll really kind of just go through the NFL and see where we can we can win you guys money at. And and Chaz is one of the best in the business. He's he's got a bunch of minds coming all over the place. It kind of gives him inside advice and tidbits here and there. And uh, yeah, really- no, don't get me wrong. I, 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 I believe if you don't know the
1: answer to a question, you should find someone who does know that answer. But I will tell you right now, the last three or four weeks, you two have been very, very good with not only your locks, but your upsets.
0: Yeah, I have been pretty happy for the last few weeks now uh, with the picks and everything they seem to be have been working out and working out in my pocketbook as well. So I have the, I have the proof to go along with it. Uh, this week's going to be a little bit trickier, though, because I was I was looking at a lot of these the spreads this week, and it's a lot tighter. A lot of them are really kind of on the even keel. I think you're going to see a lot of 50-50 betting from the public out there on these, on these bets. I still was able to come up with a few that I felt like we can win some money on. But before we get into that, kind of more want to talk about your team totals that you may have for us this week. Well, the f- I have to say that I found out that the NFL is playing
1: today today <laughs> so so now let's let's explain i spent all day thursday going over my stuff for my show right i spent all day friday social media and saturday morning my son says to me hey dad who do you like in the buffalo game i said buffalo played the other no no the pros there's no games that there were two games today so i had already created the prop me contest with a okay. deadline of sunday At one o'clock, and I realized that the Packer game, which I had the team total over for the Packers first half in game, and the Packers first half in game was today. I did the handicapping, Dan, and didn't look at the date. (laughs) Thank God for my son, because as you could tell, I cashed most of those tickets. Oh, yeah. And I got my prop me bets. And because with the prop me contest, if you go 10 and 0, you get double points. Well, the winner right now, the leader, has 20 something points. Duh, if you go 10 and 0, you get 20 points. You're like, you could have not played all year and <laughs> be in second place. And, yeah. and I'm telling you right now, you and I, when we go into the new year and fantasy's over and we're looking for some stuff, that prop me contest is, you can customize it. We got to get a sponsor. We got to get somebody to give us the money. And and speaking of sponsors, I love, and I've said this before, I love that Worldwide Sports Radio Network station ID. I love it. I just, it's got energy to it. Does Belly Up have one?
0: No. Well, that's kind of why they partnered up with, with Worldwide Sports Radio Network, too, is because there's that's why we have the joint effort now to kind of bring the shows that are on Belly Up along with the structure that Worldwide Sports Network already kind of has in place. So as a, We kind need of a to
1: talk to Mike themselves. and Blaine. They need to have that, the kind of Belly Up intro thing, because it really gets you fired up. You hear that Worldwide Sports Radio. You want to just download the app and listen. It's
0: good. Oh, absolutely. The, the, yeah, the network is starting to build. We have some... Uh, myself and a couple others are now part of a a new brain trust for the podcast network on the belly upside. So there's going to be some new exciting stuff guys. Cause when you listen to this show, I know you guys are looking for more content because when football's over, we'll have basketball going on. We'll have hockey going on and you can better believe that we're going to have content for those shows. And and like Chaz said, we haven't worked out exactly what we're going to be doing yet, but we are going to be doing something soccer. I'm telling you right now,
1: you know why we will have soccer because there's, 10 times as much money bet on the world cup globally than there is on the super bowl. We will have soccer mostly because there's more people that like soccer that that don't like soccer, but as a North American sports fan, soccer is like, so, you know, whatever, but you know, we're we're so naive in our, you know, America kind of focus, you know, and our our self-isolation, if you will. Soccer is so cool to bet on. And I only learned it thanks to 2020 2020 for most people was a brutal year i get to play with you i get to play with belly up i get to play with, the, with uh chris i get to play with the worldwide i got new friends in the sandbox because of 2020 and i'm happy
0: <laughs> hey you might be one of the few <laughs> no 2020 uh, while it was a challenging year for everybody in a million different ways We, we found a way here to come through. We found a way to come through stronger than I think ever before. And I think 2021 is going to be really interesting to your point with the soccer. I mean, we talk about betting a lot on the show and uh, one of the best ways to win money is if you can, you can learn soccer, learn football and that, that's foot, that's foot, how you, foot, yeah, yeah. ball. <laughs> that, that's how that's really how you can win the money when you start to learn those sports and learn the ways that you can bet on those so yeah something along those lines i think is something we're gonna have to get into chaz i think that i think that will be a show that'll go over really really well but getting back to this one
1: do you got any team totals for me well yeah and, and again the first one i had was today right and 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 so here's how what happened my son is leaving for brazil tomorrow for six months oh and when he comes back, if everything goes well, he'll be engaged. He His girlfriend's from Brazil. And wow. so he's now it's like tomorrow or the day after or the day after that, whatever, is is a uh, winner here. Right. December yeah. 21st, whatever the solstice. Yeah, he's going to South America. So it's the beginning summer. of summer. Yeah. Who is better than him? But he says, Dad, could you put in a twenty hour three teamer for me? I like, oh, you. I like Clemson and I like Alabama. I said, you know what? I'll put it in. But I may I may hold that bet because I, I like Iowa State. He goes, I'm only betting in the first half. So he was a winner. So we, we all had Alabama. And that's what I did before the show. We just watched Alabama show why they could beat, I would say, six to eight teams that play on Sundays.
0: Six to eight. That's a, that's an aggressive number.
1: No, I'm telling you, they catch balls that NFL. The, the guys were catching balls that NFL players drop the uh, Pittsburgh. How many balls have Pittsburgh dropped in the last three weeks? You know?
0: Yeah. Uh, that's, that's the, a valid one, especially going on with Deontay. The, the Johnson coaching, right now, the sure. coaching,
1: come on. You want to tell me there's not at least six to eight coaches, uh, fundamental mistakes that they make with time management and just play calling that Saban doesn't make. They're just better than a lot of pro teams. There's no doubt about it. And I don't see how anybody is going to bet them. So that's where I'm at today. I'm coming off a real good high. We just won quite a bit of money on Alabama because I keyed everything to Alabama. If you saw my post early in the week, one of the guys that will come on our show in the new year, Paulo from Brazil. No, he's from Greece. He's from Greece, but he lives in Canada. So that makes us instantly the D.C.'s becomes a global entity because we've got guys from Greece and Canada but he gave me those two soccer plays so I keyed him to Alabama and I got plus 242 because the two soccer plays won really early my question I asked on on social media is how do you get plus 242 on Alabama given 17 for the game and the way is you key it in a three-team parlay with two soccer teams that both won three to one and so soccer really is. I'm, I'm really excited about soccer. But so I'm, now I'm ready for the NFL. And so I started looking at the games because I had to do my prop me contest. And so I went through because I didn't know there were games today and I had to have the prop me contest. Dan, <laughs> I worked my butt off. I went through every single NFL game in like 43 minutes.
0: Okay. That's uh, that's pretty fast, everybody. It's that's
1: not really efficient. It's not. I would not recommend (laughs) handicapping an entire NFL card (laughs) in 43 minutes. But I had no choice because I had to get those plays in. So I could talk about every game because they're all fresh. Last week, if you remember, last week I apologized because I really, I really wasn't ready. Today I could talk about every game.
0: So who do you like? I can always talk about every game. Every single week. Well, so what do I like this week so far? I'll give you my two lock bets to start things off. And like I said, the the money lines were, or I shouldn't say the money, the spreads this week I thought were very, very close. We had a couple weeks ago where I thought the spreads were really far out of whack. I thought there was a lot of upset picks that you could win a lot of money on. This week it's very close. But to me, I'm looking at Tampa Bay at minus 6.5 against Atlanta. Atlanta, who does not have a Julio Jones, Atlanta, who looks very much out of sync, a Tampa Bay defense. And I just got done talking about this in the first half of the show with the, with D, the DFS aspect of it because I picked them up as part of my FanDuel defense in, in my lineup. And the big thing about them to me is that Todd Bowles last week showed that they used the bye week. They got back to the drawing board. And in doing so, they got back to doing what they do best, which is playing man, playing exotic blitzes, playing behind the line of scrimmage. And if their Tampa Bay defense is going to do that, it's going to be too much for this Atlanta team to be able to handle offensively on top of not having Julio Jones to begin with, which Matt Ryan does not play well when that happens anyway. So when I look at Tampa Bay minus six and a half and all the firepower that they have going up against that Atlanta secondary, I feel very confident in them being able to cover that this week. Uh, And then my other lock bet for the week was Seattle minus six, That line actually might have moved since this afternoon, possibly. But Dwayne Haskins coming in as a starting quarterback, we know that means he's turnover prone. This Seattle defense is playing actually very well over the past month. And as a result of that, I think between their firepower on the offensive side of the ball and the fact that their defense is actually playing quite well, I see it being very difficult for Washington to be able to get anything consistently moving offensively, especially with no Antonio Gibson on top of it, no Alex Smith. I don't like their chances in this game. It's why it's Seattle minus six in this one. I like them to cover that one quite a bit. So you can give me your thoughts on those two lock bets.
1: Well, uh, did you know the Atlanta game opened at one and a half?
0: Yeah. Which was absolutely insane. (laughs) I don't, I don't know.
1: What do you have it at?
0: I have it minus six and a half now. And I still feel like that's a lock
1: point swing, you know,
0: it's a huge swing.
1: Yeah. So golly gee, you know, and again, there are guys, and I understand their logic, that they just focus on the NFL. I have always loved college football more than the NFL. The passion in college football, it is, it's different than the passion. The fans in, in the NFL can kind of get crazy, but – in. It, at NCAA games, people cry. You know what I mean? They cry. There's more <laughs> tears at college games than you'll ever see in the pros. But that's a big line move. So, golly gee, you hop on that early. That's really close to an opportunity to middle. How many times do you see a four or five point swing in, in an NFL line? That's a unless someone gets COVID or hurt. You know, and then and but in that game, I do have the under, so it kind of fits what you were discussing, right? Yeah. And then in the other game, Washington in the second half against the spread, do you know what the record is? No, what is it? Unbelievable. It's like 8 and 2. Nine really and one, 8 and 1 and 1. No, it's unbelievable. They did it again last week. They they all they do is cover against the spread because first of all, they got a good young defense. They and they've got a you can't get much more experience than their quarterback they have right now.
0: Well, he's not going to play. That's my point.
1: OK, see that. There you go. That's where that fantasy aspect of knowing the players uh, who's playing for them.
0: Dwayne Haskins is going to be the starting quarterback. Alex Smith is out this week. That's why I like Seattle to cover at minus six. And, and
1: again, what I'm saying is I'm only going to pay attention to that a game once they go to the locker room at halftime. Mm-hmm. And if, if you believe in trends, which I I believe in trends, trends are your friends. I'm going to tell you right now, pay attention to Washington in the second half. And, and it's so many times that I've seen where in the NFL, the, the game will play to the trends. So a team will be up 28, three at halftime and, and, and 28, three really is an opportunity for the other team because they may be given points. They may be getting a half or a point and a half, but they're going to play so much different when you're up 28 to three and you're coaching a football team, your playbook is different than when you're down 28 to three. Oh, absolutely. And it it really makes a difference. So what about your, uh, your long shots, your underdogs?
0: So my upset pick with the news that Stafford is going to be playing for the Detroit lions, that line in that game is nine points. I like Detroit to cover that plus nine quite a bit with Stafford in the mix. Tennessee's defense has not been able to st- stop anybody who has chosen to be aggressive against them. Bevel, since taking over from Matt Patricia, has had a very aggressive Lions offense, especially through the air. The vertical passing attack is back for that team. DeAndre Swift is back for that team. That is where I believe the Lions will be able to score points with Tennessee. Now, they're not going to be able to stop Tennessee, and Tennessee ultimately will win this game. But I do expect the Lions to cover plus nine in this one. I feel pretty good about that as my upset pick of the week.
1: Uh, I have the over in that game. Golly, gee, you're making me feel pretty good. I'm gonna have, a, I'm gonna, uh, you know, when they say when Christmas Eve you go to sleep with uh, cherry blossoms in your head or whatever that is, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna sleep really good tonight because you, uh, the, both of the games that I have totals on, you've described a game that really works well to my totals.
0: Oh yeah, 100. I'm looking at this game from a fantasy perspective. I have a lot of players. DFS wise from Tennessee and Detroit, because I am looking at that as one of the higher scoring games of the week. It sets up that way. The way Tennessee's defense is played, we know Detroit's defense is horrible, but the key is Stafford's going to play. And for the people who are worried about, well, he didn't practice at all this week. Stafford's not with his veteran experience. He's not a guy who needs to practice. All he needs to do is make sure whatever shot he gets in that ribs to numb that pain up that he does not feel that pain when he goes to throw the football, as long as that's the case, and he continues to throw the ball down the field the way that he has over the past couple of weeks since Matt Patricia has been gone, this offense will be able to move the ball in chunks against Tennessee, keeping this thing close, keeping Tennessee aggressive, and not being able to just lean on Derrick Henry to dominate the game for them. They're going to have to throw as well. So it leads into a, it's not going to quite be what the Cleveland Brown-Tennessee game was. I'm not expecting 41-35, but... 30-27, 30-27, maybe a little bit more. Yeah, I'm looking at something like that for th- for this game, for this matchup, and a lot of points.
1: Well, you know, it, it's funny because with, um, with overs, I always talk about overs as the new uh, everybody wins. You know how with uh, the kids nowadays, everybody gets a trophy participation trophy. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Overs are like that. And uh, I get the root for everybody. I like it. You know? So let me, I'm going to ask you a question though, because we've sure. got a, we got a handful of games here. We've got a handful of games that are meaningful. And then we got a handful of games where, because uh, you mentioned Stafford. Well, it's week 50. If, if at week 15, you need practice, yeah, you're probably – it's not going to matter. No. And it, at by week 15, if you don't have injuries, you're lucky. That's really what it comes down to. Oh, yeah. Because everybody's got their necks. And that's why that one team that gets the bye this week, You know, if, if you think of anything you've had, I don't care if it's an injury, a sprained ankle, a flu, you get two full weeks where you don't got to do anything, and, oh, my God, you feel a lot better after two weeks. Oh, yeah but if you know that you know you you you're the hawk you're ha- you got a flu you're hacking on monday and saturday you got to do something that's important it, it's hard and so that that really is where we're at is seeing that this is maybe the only year in the NFL history right that that, that one team is going to get such an advantage because there really is an advantage so so when we're looking at that that Kansas City New Orleans game we're talking about two teams that are 22-4 and between them, and and Breeze now is supposed to play, correct?
0: Yes, Breeze is going to play.
1: So what what are your opinions on that game?
0: That's going to be – it's going to be a back-and-forth game. I believe the line on that one is three points, if I remember correctly. It's a minus three in favor of Kansas City on the road in New Orleans. I think there's – I think that game actually could be a surprising under. Uh, Because when you look at the way these defenses operate, especially since it's in New Orleans – and what I believe the Saints are going to try to do offensively. I think there's a decent chance here, like Kansas City did against Denver last week, where they didn't quite hit the big plays like they needed to. There's a lot of speed on that, on that Saints secondary. There's a lot of speed on that Saints secondary. So there's a lot of factors here where I think you're gonna you're gonna get a very close, a very competitive game. I don't think it's gonna be as high scoring as a lot of people are leaning towards right now, though. I think it's gonna be more in the mid-high 20s, not necessarily getting into the 30s. I think you're going to see a lot of – I think you're going to see these two teams really game-planned for each other. And look at last week when you had the Saints against the Philadelphia Eagles and the Philadelphia Eagles pulled off that upset. The big thing that stuck out to me, other than the Eagles' offense looking differently under Jalen Hurts, was that it looked like, to me, the Saints – they kind of looked – it looked like they were looking ahead to Kansas City this week. It looked like they were kind of looking past the Eagles a little bit. They didn't really game plan for Jalen Hurts. You knew what they were going to do. You knew they were going to run more RPOs. And the Saints looked like they went back to their very vanilla, fundamental, basic read-and-react defense. And usually when teams do that, it's because there's a, a game the following week or maybe two weeks down the road where they're looking at an opponent and they don't want to put anything on tape. They don't want to put anything on tape to give it away what they might do in certain situations. These two teams have marked this game on their calendar when teams normally speaking do that you wind up having a lower scoring game because you have a much more competitive game plan from both sides so I think there'll be some points but I don't think it's going to be as high scoring as a lot of people think Um, and without Michael Thomas you're going to see the Saints try to play a lot more ball control than maybe they were going to originally because they're going to have to lean on check downs Alvin Kamara they're going to have to lean on trying to find ways to get Emmanuel Sanders open because they're not going to have their number one receiver this week
1: well, I mean, number one receiver is a legitimate term for him. But this year, obviously, with the injuries he's had. But Drew Brees, when him and Drew Brees are playing together, 15 targets is is, is not surprising. Easy, and, yeah. and so that's going to be interesting to, 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 to see how Drew Brees handles coming back for the first time in a while. And again, he's, you know, how old are you? I'm 30. All right. You're 30. He's 40 years old and he had double digit broken ribs. Right. So it's, it's amazing story. But the other game that I'm wondering about is that 17 points with the jets because we talked about Chris not being here, but Chris has not hesitated to bash those jets and bet against them. And he's done very well. 17 points in the NFL. I, I think that's what I'm giving with Alabama today.
0: So that's that one's a very interesting. That's one that I want to bet halfway through the first quarter, because it's all it's going to be all about Jared Goff and Sean McVay. Do they come out as in they're going to be aggressive and just want to have an opportunity to dominate a team and actually use their passing attack, or are they going to come out like they did against the New England Patriots a week ago, use their defense, use their running game, and just get in at, get in and out of there with a win? If they do that, the Jets will cover. If they decide that they actually want to be aggressive and get the passing attack going, then the Rams will cover. But that you're going to know within the first quarter, you're going to know within that first drive of the Rams exactly what their game plan is going to be for that day. So that's something that I think I would wait for the game to start, see that first drive, and then bet on that.
1: Well, you know how I feel about live action. I I think if you don't use it, you're really... You're, you're taking one of the most important tools you would have in your toolbox and not using it. You don't say, well, I don't believe in hammer, so I'm not using my hammer. <laughs> right. Use your hammer, use your screwdriver. Use what you got to use to do the job. But, you know, the funny part about it is is on our show this week, I asked the guys. Of the four teams that are in the top four seeds right now, and of course, in the NFC, it's one of the leaders of the NFC East who, with two games to go. It, it looks like it's pretty much guaranteed the team that wins the NFC East is going to be 500 or less, but they still get a playoff. Of those teams, do you think there's one or two that can win the Super Bowl that that anybody would be surprised at? And, and the answers were no. They were... They were talking about the Kansas cities, the Pittsburghs, you know, the Rams, those kind of teams. So in your mind right now, if you could, if you could say, cause we go every year to Vegas for the NFC NFC weekend, and I would love to do a, a live show for Vegas sometime for that. This is our eighth year. We call it our better way weekend. Who do you see today going into week 15 in the NFC, AFC championship games?
0: My final four final four and but the final four for me right now, I think, has to be in the NFC, hands down, the Green Bay Packers and the Rams. It's not, it's not the Saints in my mind. Uh, Drew Brees is not the same Drew Brees from old. I don't think Michael Thomas, even if he's backed by the playoffs, and that's what they're hoping for now that he's on the IR, I, they're not, they haven't really been in sync this entire year. I think in the playoffs, it's going to show up offensively. Seattle, while they're playing a little bit more complete defensively, they still are lacking to me their identity that got them to this point offensively. And if they get back onto that, then I think Seattle will re enter the conversation. But for right now, I think the fact that Russell Wilson's been struggling as of late, I think that offense in general has been struggling to find a balance to their true nature as of late. I question what they're able to do. The Rams, however, are firing on all cylinders. We haven't seen the best of that passing attack yet with Jared Goff and Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. And we're starting to see it more and more because Sean McVay has figured out that, hey, you know what? If I go up-tempo, Goff plays really well. And it no longer matters if it's in Los Angeles or not. Jared Goff has actually had some of his best games on the road this year, so there's always that home-road split that doesn't seem to be a factor this season for them. The other aspect is I think that their defense, that Rams defense, might be the best defense in the NFC right now.
1: Oh, they (laughs) – Oh, my goodness gracious. And and again, remember now, I don't play fantasy, but I know you guys, if you're good at fantasy, you were off last week, and you got to buy. So now you're playing, you're basically your semifinals, and then next week will be the finals. But really, if you've got the Rams defense, you've got to be sitting pretty in fantasy because in the second half, they, they've they given up so many, so many games where they have no points. I mean, they, I think it was four and a half points a game in the second half to give it up some sick number like that it's hard to win a football game if you score four and a half points in the second half
0: well not just no points but their defense is taking turnovers back to the house over the past three weeks as well so yeah it's been a mixture of a lot of things and then the packers aaron Rodgers, he's playing like an mvp and their their secondary is pretty good you can run on them but their secondary is good enough where they're built if they're going to get up 10 points on you early it might be all over. Rodgers is playing on a whole other level. So the Packers I think have to be part of that with the Rams. On the AFC side to me, it's to me it's hands down the Chiefs and it's hands down the Buffalo Bills. Not I'm not Pittsburgh Steelers to me are very overrated. They have been this entire time. I think they got away with a lot of with an easy schedule this year. Oh, you
1: what you saw when Buffalo played Pittsburgh is what you have.
0: Right. If you believe 100%. Pittsburgh
1: is better than Buffalo right now, you're a Steeler fan. That's the only way you're yes, going to do that. That's the only
0: way you can do it. And with, you're with... lying
1: to yourself. You need to go in a mirror, look in a mirror, and be honest with <laughs> yourself. Because if you're lying about your Steelers, you're probably lying about a few other things in your life. Too. <laughs>
0: the, the big thing with the Bills is that with Milano back, that defense can be back to what it was a year ago. And if you combine that with how Josh Allen's playing right now, I would argue that they even might be a more complete team than Kansas City, but Patrick Mahomes is just so good that that might not matter. But those are my two teams in the AFC. As far as my Super Bowl goes, I, very, I want nothing more than a Green Bay Packer, Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl. I, w- I want nothing more than a Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers Super Bowl. I think that would be the most entertaining Super Bowl. I think it'd be two great teams. I, I think we would get everything that we would want and more out of that particular game for the Super Bowl.
1: That would be a fun game to have squares for oh, because yes. as you know, when you have those hundred squares, some games, it just sits there, but that game, it would be constantly moving because they would score some points. I will tell you a quick Buffalo story. I'm not sure what time we're getting out of here tonight, You're good. but earlier today, I screwed up. Yes. an Unlike my wife's version of my life i make mistakes okay (laughs) my wife thinks that i think i'm perfect but i make mistakes all the time well i accidentally bet buffalo twice in the first half today and that worked (laughs) out really well and normally as you know when you make a mistake in sports betting it'll come back to bite you in the cheeks almost every single time right not today
0: that's awesome i mean buffalo took very much care of business today, especially early on in the game. So if you that was a great time to make that mistake because uh, yep. it paid out for you big time. And the Packers were pretty much on their way. I got to get caught up on that score right now, too. But the, they were pretty much on their way to doing something similar to what Buffalo did to Denver earlier this afternoon, actually.
1: Yeah, I, I think I had 14 and a half for the first half. And I don't remember what it was for the game. 20, maybe 28, 28 and a half. 30 I, I think it's 20.
0: I think it was 28 and a half. That yeah. sounds... That sounds right when it when it first started. I'm sure right, it's different right, now. But yeah, right. when it first started, I'm pretty sure it was 28 and a half. Uh with that game coming up. Is there any other games that you had for me? We have a couple more minutes. Well,
1: no, you know, I I um I, I have some second half. So, so I, I, I like the Rams in the second half, Washington in the second half. Um, and again, I'm I'm betting, I'm betting trends. I'm betting a team that has seen something, but the only team total, you know, I know you appreciate my team total overs or on there's, you know, either way. The only one I had was green Bay and, um, it was 51 minus eight. So yeah, I, I don't know what the score is, but when I came up here, they were already at 21. So I'm, I'm pretty comfortable. And, and it's always been, I've always been thankful to you two for giving me the good juju because I really do. I don't know. We've been talking now 15 weeks and I think probably, um, 12 and three getting off the air after talking to you with my game. So
0: well, if you bet the over on that Green Bay game, you're about to be 13 and three because yeah, you got the You got the over on that because the Panthers came down and scored a few more touchdowns. So yeah, you're gonna be so, so to I,
1: I appreciate the, your 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 uh, your good vibes. <laughs> we know what all because it's hard. So it's hard. It says- you know that.
0: I appreciate your championshipfootballs.com, the sponsorship that you do for us, the DC's DFS Challenge Tournament. Again, everybody, please join that. It's a free contest. If you win, you become an eligible contestant. This is the last month. It's at December. It's 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 all over. The regular season will be over. So make sure you hit that. The link is on this video on Twitter and on Facebook at Belly Up Fantasy. And Chaz is going to talk a little bit about the championshipfootballs.com and what it is you might be able to win.
1: Well, you know, it really is cool because these are full-size souvenir footballs. These are all licensed products, and they're the coolest present. They'll open that day, guaranteed. And the we the reason I know that is because we put the guarantee out 12 years ago. We've never once used it. We've sold thousands and thousands of these things. And not one person has called me up and said, hey, I want to return it. But this time of year is so exciting for us because we don't know you know, if you're selling shirts, you know what you're selling in January. If you're selling bicycles, you know what you're selling in January. But we sell the championship football for the NFL and the NCAA, so we have no idea. So it really, for us, this time of year, is, it's, it really is a Christmassy feeling. So it is championshipfootballs.com, and it really is the coolest present that will open that day, guaranteed.
0: 100 percent, without a doubt i'm your host dan Mater. you can follow me at belly mdff show on twitter we got those player news notifications we'll be very busy tomorrow and next week we got a full slate of shows i know it's christmas week but i'm still going to be very very active because it's championship week so i'll be back there on monday with the sunday afternoon recap i'll be back on tuesday with the, with the uh, primetime recaps and the waiver wire report and then thursday christmas eve I will be doing a full preview show because I won't be doing a show on Christmas day. We'll be doing a full preview week 16 show. So we're going to have a lot of jam packed content for you guys to help you out for your championship matchups. We will be back the following week for those amateur hour leagues, as I like to call them, that actually play their championships going into week 17, even though it's a big mistake. I'll talk about why it's a big mistake, but I'll still be able to help you guys out with your lineups for that week too. And then that'll be it. I'll be on hiatus with the MD Spain football show until March when the free agency kicks back, and we'll be back to once a week until the season kicks off again. So it's coming down. It was a crazy season. We're getting down to the pipe, but there's still a lot more winning to be had make sure you check out Chaz florida again at second half chase on twitter sports betting weekly thursday nights on the worldwide sports radio network wwsrn also available to you on your favorite streaming apps after the show is done everyone take care and we'll see you all again real real soon Chaz, what do you always say
1: yeah, it's you gotta always be cashing
0: always be cashing everybody take care